Be Better, episode 41, back in the studio. Jacob Ross, new and improved studio, working on it. We're doing switching cameras. Whoa. So if you're on YouTube, you can see myself, right to Jacob Ross, trying to do a little bit more production value uh, in this podcast this year. It was one of our goals. And it's February and we did it. I don't know how well we did it, but this is the first one. Um, but hopefully it worked seamless, seamlessly and uh, a little bit cleaner on YouTube. So if you're listening, check out our YouTube video, please. Give us a review. Um, let us know what you think about the new setup. Hope you guys like it. Um, we're sponsored by subzeroplunge.com, my brother's company, offering all your sub-zero cold plunge needs, soon to be sauna needs as well. He has a new pro pod out now. Everything is discounted as he's moving products and moving warehouses. So if you're looking to get one, now's a great time to capitalize on that deal. So you can DM me personally, and I will take care of it, and I'll send you uh, a best price shipped to your door. Uh, this podcast, we're going to talk about, do you try to just beat yourself? Or do you try to beat others? So when you're trying to achieve a goal, trying to get forward, trying to do something, are you always in competition against this company, this person lifting against you? Or are you just trying to show up and be the best version of yourself? So Jacob, what do you think about that? Well, uh, we're also um, somewhat brought to you this week by Meat and Muscles. Bam. I'm wearing the shirt. Thanks, Braden. Uh, you know, support people, support you. He supported us for a long time. He's yep. making some great jerky. Starting a business, entrepreneur, working hard. So, you know, go support him. Um, <clears throat> for me, honestly, I think it depends a little bit about what sport that you're on. So a lot of times in strength sports, it is about beating yourself because you can't control who who shows up. You know, right. you don't always know who's coming to the meet. You don't always know who's coming to the contest. And you also don't know what they're doing. It's not like a season where you can watch another team play for a while and, you know, then they, um, you get to scout film and all that. Like they might post some stuff in the gym, but it, even at best, that's gymless and it's hard to tell if that's their game day sometimes. So, um, you know, from that perspective, I think it's a lot about yourself. Now, it's funny when it comes to work, I think more about beating others. Like, I feel like it's it's a it's not a competition with me because I'm going to do the work and I'm going to do my best job, and like I want to I want to beat other people and not in like a negative way, you know what I mean? But like even people that I work with, I want to be competitive with them. And if the job is to, you know, build, you know, hospitals in the next ten years, I want to build more than anybody else. You know, if the job is to get the team to the Olympics, I want to get the team to the Olympics more than other you know somebody else and whatever it is. In that context, I like to. It motivates me, I think, to to think about how can I, how can I beat others, and and I think that's where you get value as well. You get value out of that comparison. It's the only way to fairly evaluate people is if you compare performance by each other. Yeah, I mean, obviously, with team sports, like like you said, you're doing the Olympics training in the summer, or not the training, the uh, I guess the training a little bit, and the where is it, Japan? Where's the Olympics this year? Uh, France. 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 Same thing. Yeah. Um, very close. Very close. Um. Yeah, you're going to train people to beat others, but like when it comes to personal stuff, like I was talking about the meet I have coming up in March, and it was like, well, you know, are you going to weigh in heavier this time? What if someone else weighs in that's better than you or stronger than I'm like, I don't, I don't look at the roster. I don't care who shows up. I'm not, I've never been the power lifter that shows up. Like I have to get first. Like it's like I have to, not even a have to. These are the goals for my numbers. I want to squat this, bench this, deadlift this. If I hit those and I have a great day, I get last place. I'll be the happiest guy in the world. I'd rather have that beating myself than 
hit terrible lifts, maybe just get my openers, but I beat everybody else, it would it would not feel that good. Like I'd rather I'd feel unfulfilled knowing that I left a lot on the table. So that's like in that case, I'd never care who shows up to these meets. It's always can I do better than I did before, or can I do the best I am this go around on this day when I show up? Um, but yeah, even at work, like just working with others, it's like you want to be better than the guy next to you. Like obviously we work a lot together in the air and stuff, but you know you want to be one of the best linemen you could be, in my opinion. Um, and sometimes that is beating others or knowing more than others. It's obviously it's a more shared environment, uh, but sometimes in your head you like if you want to be the best, you got to do the most work, get your hands on the most things. Um, and then like in business, we I want to be the best training business there is. You know, compare my compare it to other big businesses uh, for goals and striving to be better than them hence be better. Um, but you know, I think it's, it's just all individual on if, if it's just you going up to, to show up to a stage, like a bodybuilding stage, like Jacob is here in eight weeks, nine, eight and a half, eight, nine nine weeks. It's, you know, he's going to show up with the best version of himself. If that puts him dead last, whatever, in my opinion, it's better that he shows up the best version places, whatever than the worst version, but everybody showed up worse than him. Like it's the competition is what it is. You never know who's going to be there on, on game day or, or show day. Yeah. You know, and I, uh, I think it's possible to be competitive without being confrontational or condescending. Like it work when you work with other people, you can be friends with them. You can like them. You can even want them to succeed and do well as well, but you can still be competitive and say like, whenever, you know, everybody answers to somebody. So we all have a boss, every single person. It doesn't matter if you're self-employed, like your boss is your clients if you're self-employed, right? Yeah. Like when they need you, you got to be there. I mean, that's just the way it works. You know, if you're CEO of a company, your boss is your board. I mean, everybody has a boss, you know, president's boss is the people who vote them in. They'll just vote you out if they don't like you. So everybody has a boss and you, when, when it comes time to the evaluation process, when they're trying to determine your worth and that's how we get paid, right? Like what is Tom's work worth? You want them to be evaluating you higher than everyone else. It doesn't wish ill will. You don't want like someone else to mess up so you can do better. You just want to do better. So when they sit back and look, they're like, oh, wow, like what Tom is doing for us is, you know, above and beyond. And it's above average compared to everyone else. And then that really puts, again, a tangible value on it, which is so important in work. You get like, you know, unfortunately, the real world is not like, you know, rainbows and unicorn farts. Like, you know, it's, it's actual, <laughs> you know, it's actual like evaluation and, and measurement. And you have to have results in your job and you want to be able to point and say, oh, yeah, Tom or Jacob, you know, when I look at them, they're doing X, Y or Z really well. You know, across the board, they're doing this better than most people. Their potential for growth, I think, is here. And then that makes them invest more resources in you. So you can ultimately cultivate more resources for them and yourself. Yeah, you about summed it up there, buddy. That was a good tangent you just went on. Unicorn farts. Unicorn farts. That's what really just took home t- took it home for me, dude. Huck Finn's next uh, pre workout. <clears throat> yeah, and uh, yeah, it's never ill will. Like I've had people reach out to me about that have training companies, online training companies. Like technically they're direct competitor, but it's like there's enough clients for everybody. I hope you know. I forget who it was, but some guy reached out to me with some fitness page or. Uh, online coaching wants to take it full time. I'm like, yeah, um, you know, wish you the best when you're kneeling. Let me know. I could tell you how I did stuff. You know, maybe it's not the best, but it, it's worked for us so far. Um, but yeah, it's like I reached out to Hybrid when we started about mm-hmm. some stuff and used their lawyers and stuff, and he was the same way. Like, hey, there's enough clients for everybody. You know, are we competing with them? Well, kinda, but we're also just we're putting out the best training for our clients constantly, day in and day out. We hope more people can join us, can see how the training is, see why, like our longevity of clients is 
I don't know. I mean, I haven't asked many people who have training companies how long their clients stay, but we've had clients since day one still with us. Guys like Braden, Gary's been back and forth for a long time. Um, but like guys like that, like, you know, client Malachi, all this stuff, like you got guys racking up seven, eight, 900 workouts. Um, it's insane. So we have really good longevity at clients. So that, I think that's a testimony to like how we coach and it's not just the same stuff over and over and over. Because when I sit down and write workouts, ideally I want to write better workouts than I did before. I want to beat myself in that instance so I could beat the client up a little bit, you know what I mean? In, in a good way. So they get the best results and they can keep pushing themselves. That's why I like powerlifting. It's more tangible for people to see the numbers. If you work out for, you know, a hundred days, you might see a difference in your body. You should, right? But if you squat, you know, on a program for a hundred days, if you've never squatted before, you're going to have huge progress and you're going to be able to see it in the number of plates you have on the bar, the number of pounds on the bar. It's more tangible as far as like eye catching. And you could really see the progress directly that day as opposed to bodybuilding, which is it's, you know, six months of agonizing to like finally get that sculpted thing. That's why power I think is more could you know, give me more eye catching for people because they can add the weight at a faster rate when you first start. So it's like easier to beat yourself almost every day you walk in the gym if you're if you're a newbie, really. And I and I think that that part of powerlifting is what makes it so fun and addictive. Mm-hmm. It, it's really fun to see progress. And I can just speak of uh, on myself getting ready for this physique show. And so if you don't know what physique is, like in the bodybuilding world, there's men's bodybuilding, which is like exactly what you think it is. The Ronnie Coleman's, Phil Heath's, you know, Jay Cutler's, Dorian Yates, like biggest baddest you know people on the planet. Then there's classic physique now, which is a guy, you know, the guy who wins is a guy named C-Bomb, who's really popular because, you know, he kind of has that classic Arnold Schwarzenegger-ish look. Mm-hmm. And then but beneath that is one called physique. And that's like, you know, those guys are still pretty jacked, but you just don't have to have the size. But you do have to look more aesthetic. You can't look as kind of uh, superhero-ish. Mm-hmm. You know, it's more more Captain America, less Hulk kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the reason why I chose that is because I'm six three and a half, six four on a good day for me to be competitive on a bodybuilding stage in terms of mass, I don't have that genetically. I can't, I would have to be probably 300 pounds cut and dry to look halfway decent up there because mm-hmm. that's what the guys who are five, six inches shorter than me are still, you know, that's what they're at going into the show, 270, 260, whatever. So, you know, I, I want to be competitive in what I'm doing and physique is, is I'm big enough to do that. I just have to get a lot leaner. The point being is in this particular instance, even though I'm pretty well-trained, it took a snowball effect of about four or five weeks for me to really see progress that's addicting. Like I saw progress week to week in terms of like, you know, as I started dieting and doing more cardio, but it took about four or five weeks to really see progress like week to week where you're like, oh, wow, things are changing quickly. And in powerlifting, it happens so much faster than that. I mean, because like you said, especially if you're a newbie, you squat week one, week two, you're going to be stronger just because your form is better because right. you're nervous. Even if the strength isn't more. Right. Like yeah. Your form's better. Your strength might have not changed at all, but you're more efficient. You know how to squat. It makes things a lot easier. 100%. <laughs> and like when we, you know, when I was in biomechanics in college, we talk about that. There's, there's, there's muscular adaptation and then there's neuromuscular adaptation. Neuromuscular adaptation can happen in a 24, 48, 72 hour period. Muscular adaptation, you can recover in that time, but it's going to be a lot slower than the nervous system side. Mm-hmm. And so, especially when you're newer to a movement, you just become more and more efficient. And then the, 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 you know, muscular change kind of happens. And before you know it, you put a hundred pounds on your squat in a year. That's really exciting. Um, I think that too is, is, 
we be, we become addicted to that that serotonin drop and that's where it becomes tricky in life to say okay i'm not motivated now because i'm not seeing that kind of crazy gains because i've been doing it for a while so how do i stay disciplined when mm-hmm. i'm not seeing that yeah that's the question i have for you what's the question how do i stay disciplined when i'm i've got addicted now to a year or two of success and it could be powerlifting it could be in your job you know, whatever the case may be, as you go, as you move up, it gets harder. It doesn't matter what mm-hmm. it is. So if you, in your, in life, when you get that serotonin dump of, man, I'm putting weight on the bar, man, I'm getting right. blah, 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 my, my job, I'm kicking ass, I'm taking names. Well, then you get promoted, you know, instead of going in the open or in the, uh, the rookie meet, you know, now you're in the men's open, you know, 220 class mm-hmm. and you're like, oh my gosh, like, you know, at your job, you get promoted to be a manager or something. And now you're around guys who've been doing it 10, 15, 20 years. You're like, oh my gosh. So, so how do you stay? How do you switch that motivation that you got that drove a lot of that progress? How do you com- how do you switch that and cultivate discipline? I think I think the best way to cultivate discipline in, any, in anything, and I mean, you apply it to anything. And we apply it to strength sports. You apply it to your work, to your family life. Is just doing things you don't want to do and acting like you want to do them. Hmm. Um, I don't like to get up early. I mean, people probably if they listen to me or watch me, they know I'm I'm always I'm always up early. Not that I want to be up early, but I have things to do. Right. I have, I like, I cold plunge a few times a week. Not that I like to do it, but I do it because it stays disciplined. So, and my thing is, if I can get the hard things out of the way first, everything in that day is easy. If I could get up at 4 a.m., if I can work on the computer for an hour, if I can cold plunge for two minutes, if I can cook all my food, like I did two hours of, I mean, the work on the computer is not hard, but it's hard to get up. Right. So you accomplish that, knock out a bunch of work on the computer, you get some things done, you feel good because I, like, I don't feel good unless I accomplish stuff. Unless I knock off something on my list, like I feel like a slob. And then on top of that, if I get a cold plunge in, like I'm Superman at, at 6 a.m. I get to work and I'm like, I'm the king. I'm I'm the best. You just feel that way because you did things you really didn't want to do. So then everything for the rest of the day is easier. Um, and I've always kind of said that ever since I started getting into this, like how do I build discipline? How do I do more? How do I be better? Right. That's kind of our whole kickoff. Uh, we started a year ago was I'm like, man, how do I get better? What's my, why, um, how do I figure all this shit out? And I just started doing stuff I didn't want to do. Um, and the same thing goes with training. Sometimes I don't want to train. Some days I'm beat up. Some days I'm sore. I don't want to go in the gym, but it's not, it's not always what I want to do. It's what you have to do. Mm. Um, and that's where like the discipline kicks in to where, man, I don't fucking, I don't really feel like benching today. I don't feel like squatting. My back hurts. I'm not into it, but it's just sometimes just punching the ticket and continually kicking that can down the road because your good days always outweigh your bad ones. So it's just getting through those. Like I said, if you do hard stuff consistently, you can get through those, those bad days a lot easier you know, and then people think, you know, I like getting up early and I have no bad days. I don't like getting up early and I do have bad days. Everybody has them. Um, it's just getting through them is a lot easier when you're better at being disciplined. Yeah. I, it's, it's really the comes back, like you said, to setting the expectation, you know, whether you're new to it, been doing it for a long time. If the expectation is, you know, I'm going to give it my best. This is important. I'm making it important. Even, mm-hmm. when, even days I don't feel like it's important. I'm going to get up. Even now I don't feel like it's really setting that expectation of yourself and then holding yourself accountable. You know, I, I've said many times and I, I've said it to you in conversation, like nobody has to wake up and be you every day, but you, you're right. the only person who has to do that. Yep. And so knowing that's to be true, what expectation do you have for, for, for your life? And then knowing that expectation, what work is required for you to meet it and then hold yourself to that standard. Because for most people in life, not everybody, but for most people, you know, they, the amount of effort they put in and energy is kind of what they end up getting out of it. 
you know, there's some people have difficult situations and that's not always the case, but for most people in America, if you put in the work, you do the time, you, you really strategize and think about how you're working and you do more than everyone else. And again, in an efficient way, you're going to, you're going to make progress. And again, I think the thing that's interesting about business to me is, is online grows more and more and more and more is you think about how they used to tell you, like, don't try to um, get into a space that other people are in. And it's like, that's online business is literally getting the space that other people in. There's no spaces left. Right. It's oversaturated. Don't do it. <laughs> That's what I used to say, right? Right. But, but the point is, is because of online, everybody's selling something now and can sell something. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. But, but people are still, we're still setting records in the economy. We're still moving forward because people are just, it's just finding people to support other than the big brands, the big box brands, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, which I think is awesome, right? People can support those that support them or people that they like. And I think that's fantastic. So, um, the point being is with all of that different stuff, it's, it's setting that expectation. And then it's, it's, what am I doing working hard? What am I doing prep wise? What am I doing strategy wise? What am I doing making networks, you know, communicating so that I can continue to push, you know, my company forward and I continue to push myself forward. I continue to push towards that expectation. So your expectation, you know, just becomes your, your reality. And you have a saying something, what's close to that? What is it? Um, well, I go off like those not goals is my new standard. Correct. Right. And that's where I was going to go with that one because you said standard and goals and stuff like that. So it kind of led me to that. Yeah. It's not like my goal for if I'm Jacob, my goal is to compete in a bodybuilding show. Right? That's a great goal. But until you set a date, until you start dieting, until you start making the moves, like then it's not your standard anymore. Like, nope, my standard from January 1st to April 15th or whatever it is, is I'm going to be doing prep for a show and that day i'm going to step on stage after that i don't know what's going to happen but that's my standard now it's not a goal goals are great to start off with like make a list of your goals sure i'm all for that like new year's goals new year's resolutions right but a lot of times during february probably now you gave up on them you didn't do them you maybe gave them a little thought and then you didn't do it like one of the things me and my wife said like my wife's like i want to get off tiktok like she doesn't post, but she scrolls, right? And I do the same thing at work. Before you look, you know, you're having lunch, on your half-hour lunch break, you look up, it's an hour later, and you scrolled through 3,000 videos. And you're like, man, this is addicting. So she deleted the app so she wouldn't click it. And then me, I made, I wanted to make it harder, so I left the app, and then I just don't click it, you know, because now, now it's my standard. I'm not doing that anymore. So instead, like, I'm going to replace it with um, a Spanish-speaking app. So I try to learn Spanish, but just do this 30 minutes a day instead of scrolling through some stupid video. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, yeah, it's about raising your standards. And I, I don't know. I don't think goal, I think goals are a good starting point. And I'm not, I'm, there's nothing wrong with goals. I'm not bashing them, but you can have the same goal for years. And everybody's like, yeah, my goal is to stop smoking. My goal is to stop scrolling. My goal is to learn the piano. Until you get a piano and you start playing the keys, like it's not a goal. You know what I mean? You're just dreaming. You're not going, you're dreaming. So you need to raise your standards. And that, that's what, creates a discipline that's what gets you moving forward and not just raising your standards but then coming up with a plan like i could say like i'm going to get a piano next week i've always wanted to play for like 10 years i wanted to play piano i actually bought one one time and then i sold it i bought a keyboard Mm. uh because i didn't have a plan right i had a standard i I didn't have a standard i had a goal to play it and then i I put my i think my clothes on it held my clothes for a long time and now it's like nope that's my standard i'm going to play three times a week and i take lessons in the morning on my ipads you know seems whatever not easy to do but easy enough to learn on your own um so yeah it's about raising standards and not just having goals that just keep going down the road and maybe next new year's because it's already february like you know new year's resolutions don't have to start on new year's if you have something you want to do now just start it tomorrow chip away at it make a list figure it out 
Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I'll give you one more, one more. I'll try to give you this one more good quote. And then I think I'm probably out of quotes, but um, I met my quota. Man, laugh track. We'll, we'll edit that in later. Um, you're, you're definitely a dad. Yeah. Uh, you know, but, but basically like what you're saying is, you know, goals without a plan and the work required to execute that plan. They're just dreams, right? And dreams without resources or wishes. Hmm. So like we, when we're kids, we wish we don't have resources. We can't drive ourselves. We can't get an app or not get an app or go to school or not go to school. Like, right. We're just, you just wish. And then you get a little bit older, you start dreaming. What to me, that next step of, of maturity is making that plan and then doing the work to, to take that dream to a goal. And then that goal to an actual, you know, executed thing. And, and a good example is, is again, just using my show, you know, I hit that 700 squat December of 22. Okay. Right after that, I said, I'm going to do a bodybuilding show, right? Like mm-hmm. January, December, like right, right. Like two or three weeks after I'm like, that's what I want to do. Well, now we're uh, 13 months later, right? I didn't do it in the first three months. It was just a goal for a year. It was just a goal. Mm-hmm. I remember, but I was laying down the, the, the mindset that it would take for me to get into it. And then also there were some work things with travel, like the world cup took me out literally out of the country for like seven weeks. And so that I knew that was another thing. But the point is, is that even when I decided to like compete for a show, I had already been working towards it. And, you know, I wasn't 320 pounds and, you know, just completely sloppy and whatever. Like I was already a little bit leaner, a little bit more bodybuilding training and, the setting that standard for myself, I'm going to get on stage, accelerated everything so much more. Mm-hmm. And so really, like I said, it's that process, like wishes to dreams, dreams to goals, you know, goals to standards. Like that's really the progression you have to go through and think about moving through each stage. And where are you? What do you got to yeah. do to get out of it? Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing, too, is what do you got to do to get out of it? Because people just goals and there's no structure. And then you're just like, yeah, I'll get to it. If you're not going to willy nilly through something hard. There has to be a procedure. There has to be something written down. There has to be weekly tasks, monthly or monthly tasks, weekly tasks, daily tasks to get you where you want to go. Otherwise, you're going to float through another year doing the same shit. You're going to be the same person. If that's what you want to be, sure, be the same person. But I don't know. For me, it's like if I'm not moving forward, I'm flying backwards and I'm losing everything. Like I'm, if I'm not taking steps forward, I'm 40 steps back. So that's how, how I live my life. Very impatient. Maybe not one of my best qualities, but is what it is. Uh, it's gotten me this far, so can't knock it too much, you know. Well, I think you you always you know are pretty vocal about your impatience. I think a lot of successful people are impatient people. I would even say I'm an impatient person in the sense that if there's something I really want to get done, I, I do do it, and sometimes irrationally fast. Right? Yeah. We could think of a good <clears throat> vehicle examples of that. So the point yeah, is is. <laughs> Is, uh, you know, we successful people are impatient people because they expect their standard is results, right? You know, obviously you don't want to turn into a, you know, a jerk quad and your, your, your standard is like, you know, you're back in dream, you know, dreamland, wishland again, because your standards too, you know, ridiculous. But that idea of, you know, expecting that it's done and will be done. That's a successful mentality. You know, Arnold talks about all the time when he used to step on stage, he didn't step on stage saying, I hope I get six. He stepped on stage saying, everyone's going to have to beat me because I'm winning this thing. Mm-hmm. And that was even when he was younger because he's like, what good does it do me just to go on stage and assume I'm going to be six? Like, it, it, it's not what I'm working towards. And even when he won Mr. Austria, you know, Mr. Europe, he's like, I'm not done. I want to be the best in the world. I wasn't, he wasn't like, oh, good for me. And so 
thinking about that and, and just that mentality and shaping it again, your mind is a muscle, you know, it, you have to train it too. There's just like in the gym that you have good days, you have bad days, you have days where you don't do as much as you should. But if you can keep directing your mind towards that, that, that ultimate, you know, vision, right towards that ultimate thing, then I think that everything else goes faster, especially again, when you start raising your standards, you start raising Mm -hmm. your standards, you start raising your standards. Again, just one more example. I think you hear about, uh, there's a story about Steve Jobs with, I think it was the first, um, the first, um, it wasn't iPhone, the first, um, Oh my gosh. I touched iPod. 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 I almost can remember it's been so long since anyone's seen an iPod. But the first iPod, they said, hey, we've got this music player. It's going to change how we listen to music. No more CDs, no more tapes, no more blah, blah, blah. You can download online. You don't have to go to the record store. And they brought it to them. And they had been working on this for two and a half or three years, just on this one prototype, probably $5 million into it. Okay, Apple has these things. They call them black rooms. They're secret research. Like the Apple Vision Pro, mm-hmm. they started working on that eight, nine years ago in one of those. And they just brought it to market. Now, they're like super secret, blah, blah, blah. So this was the iPod. They brought it to Steve Jobs. They're so proud. Five million bucks, three years building this one machine they bring it to the ceo he looks at he goes oh my gosh this is incredible this is this is going to change the world this is what i'm talking about high five and woo yeah buddy but it needs to be smaller and they go well we can't make any smaller there's the battery and this and that and he goes i don't care about any of that i'm telling you it's too big no one's no one's going to buy it and carry this thing around it's a brick it needs to be smaller I said, well, you know, we've put $5 million into this, this whole design and we have the manufacturing specs ready to go we can we can start building this in like a month in china blah 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 he's like no, it needs to be smaller. We can't do it. So he walks over to a fish tank in his office and he drops it in there. Five million bucks into one product. He drops in the fish tank, like burning the boats. We ain't going back. Hmm. I mean, think about that. Like yeah. that mentality, that standard is no, we're going to do it. I don't know. Yeah, you might not know how to do it, but we're going to figure it out. We can do that as a company. That's what we do. And I love that mentality. Now, again, had he turned his employees and said, you know, if you don't have a new one back to me in a week, you're fired. Like that's unreasonable. But the standard of I'm really proud of what you did. This is fantastic. But you're not hearing me. It can get smaller. We can do this and we're going to figure it out, like burn the boats. I think that's real leadership if it's done in the right way and it's inspiring stuff. And, you know, you, we have to lead ourselves. Lead ourselves. Let's end on that, buddy. Done. Be better. Episode 41. For all your training and nutrition needs, BeBetterOfficial.com. Check out our templates, custom programming, and nutrition with Nikki. Um, if you're new to the training, uh, listen to us, but don't train with us. DM us. We'll take care of you. Um, all, like I said, all your training needs, bodybuilding, powerlifting, general fitness. You got no equipment at your house. We can give you workouts. You go to any gym in the world. We can do give you workouts. You have very minimal equipment. We can write workouts. Done it for years. We could do it again. So if you're interested in our training, please hit us up. If you like the podcast, please leave a good review. Um, can really leave, I don't know if you can leave reviews on Spotify, but you definitely can on iTunes. Give us a rating. Pushes us a little bit better. So episode be better. Ugh. Be better. Episode 41. That's it. That's all I got, Jacob. You got anything? Nope. I'm done. Okay, bye.